From the AMF Podcast Studios, this is the Health and Safety Law Report. I'm Doug Jenks. And I'm Abby White. So Abby and I attended a uh, talk last week presented by a, an OSHA compliance officer. And this fellow was mentioning that there are an awful lot of new compliance officers conducting inspections uh, of job sites. And we thought it would be a good idea to talk with you all about what you should do as an employer when OSHA shows up uh, to conduct uh, an inspection. And I think we're in particular talking about tips for people to follow when they don't have a lawyer, because OSHA shows up unannounced always. They never tell you when they're going to be there. Um, And, you know, it's possible that you don't have a lawyer you work with frequently, or maybe you just don't want to involve an attorney right away because of, you know, cost or whatever other reason. And so um, it's good to be able to handle these um, to a certain extent on your own um, and have some things to fall back on that you can do and some knowledge in your pocket so that you don't feel totally unprepared uh, in the event that OSHA does show up. Sometimes you might know or suspect that they're going to show up. For example, if you have a reportable injury and you have to call uh, OSHA or put a notice online on the OSHA website indicating that somebody was injured at your uh, place of employment and they had treatment in the hospital or something you know, like that, or God forbid, they lost an eyeball uh, and you actually had to contact OSHA, then in that uh, case, chances are you're going to suspect that OSHA is going to show up at any moment. You might have some foreknowledge, but for the most part, you don't and they just show up. Right. Yeah. And I guess even if you do have some suspicion that they're going to show up, you don't know when it's going to happen. Is it going to be two days from now? Is it going to be a week from now, two weeks from now? So. All right. So Abby, why don't you line up our first of two scenarios that we'll, we'll run through. um, And then we can just sort of describe what an employer in each of these scenarios might want to do when the compliance officer shows up. Sure. Um, so I thought we would do one from manu- the manufacturing industry or the general industry, and then one from the construction industry, since that's how the OSHA standards are set up. Um, and, and I also think that these types of inspections often kind of go a little differently. So, okay, let's say you have a, a, a manufacturing plant and you make automotive parts and your employee uh, who is responsible for cleaning the parts. Once they come off the line, they got to get clean before they get boxed up and shipped out. Let's say one of those employees complains um, about not having appropriate personal protective equipment um, to do the job and to work with the chemicals that they're working with. So they call and complain to OSHA. OSHA comes out, they show up on your doorstep and they want to initiate an inspection based on a complaint. So the very first thing you do always when OSHA shows up is what? First of all, I would say make sure that you are professional and polite um, and that you're not too chatty. If the compliance officer is trying to be super chatty with you and friendly, they are more than likely trying to get you to let your guard down. So... The, the first thing I tell employers is just, you know, be very professional, but be very polite. Um, 
don't don't be rude. Um, so the first thing I would do is is I would uh, well, there's two things. One is I would ask to see their credentials. Yeah. Have them show you their ID, and they usually will whip that out anyway, um, almost like a policeman. I think they enjoy that. You think they what? I think they enjoy that whipping out of the badge. Oh, I think so too. I had one employer get a call from a compliance officer who uh, was asking to see documents related to, um, I think it was a reportable, and left a message for the employer and identified himself only as a federal agent. He didn't say what agency he was with. He was just, he gave his name and said, I'm a federal agent. The FBI. Not, yeah, exactly. And I'm asking for documents. So yeah, I think that for the most part, they, they are going to show you, they're, they're going to tell you exactly who, who they are by showing you your, their credentials. Um, so that'd be the first thing. And then I would ask if it's a complaint, I would ask to see the complaint or ask what's, why are you here? Right. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to narrow the scope of the inspection, right? I mean, I, I think my best advice would be don't just throw open your doors and say, hey, come on in. What do you want to see? Right? You're going to want to narrow the scope of the inspection as much as you possibly can. Now, if it is a employee complaint that the compliance officer is responding to, then yes. that is the narrow focus of the investigation, correct? Yep. All right. So then the trick is how do you keep it focused on that particular topic? And in this scenario, you said it was a PPE for cleaning using some kind of solvent or a chemical. Yeah. All right. So let's um, let's imagine that the uh, compliance officer, he tells us, I guess we're going to sit down for an opening conference. We are. And the uh, compliance officer will sit down with you as the employer, you can have more than one person in the room. Mm -hmm. um, you just want, you don't want a bunch of people in there. I would say one or two, or definitely two, um, maybe not more than that. Cause if you have two, then it's good for you to both be taking notes the entire time and also asking questions. Um, so you'll have an opening conference and at that opening conference, that's when the compliance officer will tell you why they are there. And that's when you would ask to see the complaint. And then, so from there, the compliance officer is going to want to see uh, or, or do an inspection. Right. And they'll probably also just do a preliminary, they might do a preliminary request um, for information. Sometimes they do that before walking around. So sometimes they might ask to see your 300 log, um, at the opening conference, as opposed to, you know, when you sit down and talk after they go through your site. So just, you know, bear in mind that you've got four hours to get that information to them when they ask for your logs, because they won't remind you of that, but it is a requirement. You've only got four hours to produce those documents. It's a good idea to ask somebody to pull those documents out when the compliance officer shows up. So if the compliance officer shows up, you sound the alarm that OSHA is there. Um, if you have an opportunity, tell somebody on your staff to pull your, your OSHA logs. And um, so you might just have those ready. And then when they ask for them, you only have four hours to produce them. True. All right. 
So I kind of took us off on a tangent, but yeah. So you sit down, you have your opening conference. They tell you why they're there, whether it's a complaint or whether it's in this case, in our example, it's a complaint, but you know, they might also show up because you reported an injury or what have you. So in this case, we uh, know it's an employee complaint. We know what department they work in. They work in the cleaning department. Um, And let's imagine, you know, a sort of a warehouse type building with lots of machines in it and your cleaning department is opposite your conference room where you're sitting. Uh, Maybe your conference room is in the northwest corner of your building and your cleaning area is in the southeast corner of your building. Okay. So so this cleaning department, which is the subject area of the complaint, is a finite location? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And that's at the opposite corner of your uh, your facility, which is like a fairly large manufacturing facility. Yes. Okay. Like maybe the size of a football field. All right. Oh, that's, that's very large. That's huge. Okay. And there's all kinds of stuff between you and where you have to go. That we might not want the, you may or may not want to share that stuff with the compliance officer. Right. Right. Because anything, any, hazard or any violation, I should say, they see, or if they have a reasonable suspicion that there's a violation, they can stop and inspect that also. They can expand their inspection to include whatever it is they see. So it stands to reason you want them to see as little as possible. That's how um, I see uh, citations that have one citation, which is the subject of the complaint, and then there are a bunch of just random other kinds of unrelated uh, citations as well, like a frayed electrical cord or um, boxes stacked in front of an exit or yeah. maybe an exit light that is not operating or something like that. Because as the compliance yeah. officer walks through your, your job site or your facility, anything they see, it's, it's, they, can, they can cite you for and start, you know, they can look into that as well. It's just like the police. Yeah. If the police come to your house um, on a search warrant and they are conducting this search warrant to, you know, grab your phone or, you know, whatever it is, um, if the criminal has got other illegal things like their meth lab is all set up in the kitchen, <laughs> then the police can can grab or can can look at that as well. And the same thing goes with uh, uh, under administrative law with a uh, compliance officer doing an inspection for OSHA. Right. All right. So how do we avoid that? Well, hopefully you don't have a meth lab um, in your place of employment, but there's probably other stuff that you don't want them to see, like all the things you just mentioned, or, you know, somebody goes flying by on a forklift and, and there's all kinds of issues that can come up. Um, So uh, yeah, you can and should, and, and trust me, compliance officers expect you to do this, make them walk around the outside of your building and go in the entrance that is closest to whatever it is they want to see. Now, obviously here, I'm assuming that you have another entrance that's closer um, that you can, that you can go through. But um, lots of times places, especially larger places have many multiple entrances and exits. And it's not weird. If you have to walk through the grass, fine. If it's raining, fine, take them around the outside. They won't think anything of it. They'll know that, you know, your rights actually. Um, and, yeah. and 
So yeah, I think you can avoid a lot of headaches that way. This, you definitely don't want to take them on a grand tour. Um, and if you can't go around the outside, at least the most direct route or the route where they're, you know, going to be exposed to the fewest um, potential issues, I guess you could say. And they should be expecting you to do this. As you said, compliance officers know that this is the way that they, um, that many employers will conduct these inspections, that they will take them along the outside of the building. So even yeah. if there's snow out there, chances are, hopefully, that compliance officer has got sensible shoes. They should. Yeah. steel toed okay. shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. so... They, we walk them around the outside or we, you take the most direct path um, and they conduct their inspection um, down in the cleaning department. And now what? So here's a hypothetical for you. What if um, there are a couple of different procedures that you use to clean parts and you don't do both procedures every day? Okay, so let's say at the time of the inspection, you have Joe cleaning parts using one kind of solvent, but then maybe tomorrow you're going to be using another kind of solvent to clean a different type of part. And they are interested in all of that. They'll come back. (laughs) That's my experience. Yeah. I've had two instances where they, they, they come back. They do. They like to come back. Yeah. On the one hand, my question was going to be, can they make you, can they make you do the the process or the procedure that you're not doing at the time they're there? Can they make you work? In other words, no, no, but you're right. They'll come back. If they're really interested in it, they'll come back. Right. So, all right. So they conduct their inspection and then let's say, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. So, I mean, they'll probably take pictures, right? Oh and, yeah, good point. Um, and video. So um, anytime they take pictures, I'd recommend that you stand right where they're standing and take the same pictures they're taking. Um, if they take any samples, ask them to split the samples with you. Um, I mean, this is not an IH inspection for you know respiratory problems or whatever. But if, if they take samples of anything, make sure they split the samples. Basically, just make sure that you are getting all of the same information to keep for your own file that they are collecting for their file. And they definitely expect you to do that. Um, For example, with the photographs, I always do exactly what you said, which is I stand in the exact same spot and I take the exact same picture from the exact same angle. I mean, as close as I can. And usually what happens is the compliance officer will take their photograph And then they'll step aside and wait for me to come and and get in that exact position and for me to take my picture as well. So employers just do that. Um, I mean, you can document anything and everything you want, um, but make sure that you are taking the same pictures that that they are. Yeah. So what if um, a question I get a lot is what if um, the compliance officer is looking around and they find something wrong? And should I fix it or am I admitting that I'm guilty by fixing it? Both are yes to both. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say definitely, absolutely fix it immediately. Yeah. 
immediately because that shows your good faith. Right. And you're a good and safe employer. At least you should be. I hope you are. And uh, if there's something wrong, go ahead and fix it right then and there uh, as opposed to, you know, in, in doing nothing. And yes, you are. I mean, if you do nothing, then that's going to make you look bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So if you go over there and realize that your fire extinguisher is blocked by a bunch of boxes, um, you know, it's real easy to move them. And right. Yes, it's it's a problem, but chances are if you fix it right away um, and they cite you, your penalty penalty will be low. There's a quick fix reduction that they can give you or maybe they won't cite you at all. So now let's imagine the compliance officer wants to interview your employees Mm -hmm. and they will ask, they'll say, we would like to interview two employees who work in the cleaning department and who might come in contact with this particular chemical, right? That's the kind of thing I see. Yep. And so at that point, and they will let you select employees Yes. Not. Yeah. Um, and then when they conduct those interviews, you as the employer are not allowed to sit in on those. Correct. Unless they're management interviews, um, then you could sit in. Um, but that, even that is kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, I think the temptation is to call somebody a manager just so that you can sit and hear what they have to say. But then the flip side of the coin is that you own the statements of your management team. So if your employee who you've deemed a manager says something that, you know, is harmful to your position or would result in a violation, you can't, they're speaking on behalf of the company um, at that point. So I, I always tell employers to be very careful about who they classify as management and you know, does, do we really have the, the documents to support that they are truly management people? And usually the people that kind of are in a gray area are like supervisors, um, you know, that are given some management responsibilities, but are not truly uh, management employees. So. All right. So they conduct their interviews of the employees and then as in some employers will naturally want to know what those employees told the compliance officers and you may not know. You can't ask. Right. Right. Don't. So don't ask your employee. What did you talk about? Don't ask the employee to tell you what happened uh, during that conversation. Those are confidential and you are uh, not permitted to inquire about what happened there. Right. What are your thoughts about preparing those employees for an interview? What I would recommend that you do is tell the employee the nature of the conversation. So if you have a couple of minutes, you go and you get that employee. Um, you, you don't want to, as the employer, you don't want to tell the employee what to say. Right. Um, and I would tell the employee that they must tell the truth. Yep. Um, absolutely. Above all, that's, you must always, this is probably what I should have started with, which is even before you ask for credentials or um, ask the subject of their inspection, 
make sure that you always, always, always tell the truth. So I would make sure that the employees you have uh, proffered for the interviews know that they absolutely need to tell the truth. And I would tell them what the subject is that they're going to be discussing, but I, I wouldn't tell them what to say. Um, I would just, you know, I, I don't want them to be surprised, I guess. Right. Yeah. I think actually, you know, I, I'm not sure how OSHA feels about it. Probably different compliance officers feel differently, but I mean, I think employees appreciate at least being brought into the loop so that they know who's speaking to them and why, and that they're not going to get in trouble for speaking to this person. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, some employees every now and then, depending on who the compliance officer is, but, you know, some of them like to lead, ask leading questions. Um, and I just, I sometimes will tell employees like, look, just answer the question that's asked. You don't have to elaborate. Um, you don't have to guess and um, or speculate about things that you don't know. So if you're asked questions, even if they it's something they think you should know the answer to, if you don't know the answer, then you don't know the answer. That's, so that's answer whatever questions you can, honestly, the ones that you don't know are questions that you just don't know the answer to. And that's fine also. Yeah, so, that, that's good. That's good advice for basic pointers. Good advice for any witness. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, okay. So... That's employee interviews. What if the compliance officer wants to interview like, you know, five or six people who hold the same position? How do you feel about that? Do you usually push back on that? Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's superfluous. And they they can't come in and just, you know, take over your workforce and occupy right. your, your workforce. So right. uh, it, I think uh, a reasonable number of people, depending on what the nature of the inspection is uh, or the nature of your business, but in the one that we've described here under the, this scenario, I'd say maybe two would be reasonable, but yeah, maybe you could make an argument for one or, or for three. But usually I see in situations exactly like this, two, I think. Yeah, usually like they usually want to talk to a, a laborer and then a manager or not a manager, supervisor, sometimes a manager. Yeah, that's right. Or sometimes they'll want one from each shift. Like if you're running more than one shift, they'll say, okay, I want somebody from each of your three shifts. All right. So they've conducted their interviews. They've conducted their investigation. They've taken photographs. Maybe they've done some wipe samples and they've shared those with you. Um, then you convene at the end of all of this at what they, I guess you would not have a closing conference that day because the closing conference is when they tell you what they're going to cite you with, but let's, let's, sometimes they do it that day. Um, sometimes, sometimes they do it other times, but usually regardless of whether they're going to cite you that day, they're going to bring everybody, you and your, whoever, whomever you've chosen to participate in this event, they're going to bring you back together. And, and at that point they might ask for more documents or they might tell you what kinds of things that they're going to be looking for. And maybe they would issue their site, tell you what their citations are going to be or the topics of the citations. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of be thinking, depending on what the inspection involves, but you know, in our case, in our example, it's chemicals uh, and PPE. So in our case, you can pretty much bet that they're going to ask for your um, HASCOM program, your SDS sheets for whatever chemicals they're using the type of PPE that you provide and training. 
And they always ask for training records pertinent to whatever issue it is that they're looking at. So you can kind of, you know, as you're doing the inspection, you can kind of be thinking of, all right, what do I need to pull together? What do I need to have my office pull together um, so that you can start getting organized and getting those things together? And OSHA will usually want them within a week, I would say, if you can't produce them that same day um, within a week. All right. So is there anything else that would be good advice? Um, yeah, I think, I think we've covered it. I mean, I think the advice you gave at the very start, which is, you know, keep a cool head, be friendly, but don't not overly friendly. You're not going to go to the bar with these folks, you know, you're, they're being inspected by the federal government. So as friendly as they may be, try not to fall too much into that trap because the more you talk, the more problems you could possibly create for yourself. So I, I think that's true. Um, and, and you also don't want to be rude or caustic because right. yeah. these individuals do have considerable power. And if you anger them, they might conduct their inspection a little bit more closely than, than they otherwise would have. Yeah, they can be more aggressive. Certainly, if you tell OSHA when they show up that you're not going to let them conduct their inspection and that you would like them to go or you want them to go and get a warrant, if you go that route, then you definitely will want to get an attorney involved because you may want to challenge the warrant. If you've got a really good reason to challenge the warrant, then um, certainly you're going to need legal counsel for that. Yeah. And I would say the same goes um, if you've let OSHA in to do the inspection, but then they end up asking for documents or to do witness interviews that you are, you know, reluctant to, to give them. Um, if you're refusing to give them certain documents they ask for, or if you think that they are beyond the scope of the inspection, or if they're, you know, if you think they've asked for too many witnesses and you refuse to give them certain people, um, OSHA can subpoena those. So if you're getting to that stage, then I agree, you should need get an attorney also. How long does OSHA have to issue the citations? They have six months from the date of the violation. All right. So if the violation was a week before your inspection, then it's going to be uh, six months minus a week. Right. All right. Okay. So anything else that we should explain or describe or warn? I don't think so. I think that was a pretty good in-depth discussion of a, at least a general industry inspection. Maybe we can do construction industry in another episode. Yeah, we will. We'll do, this will be, this is part one. And then part two, we will talk about a construction site, um, inspection, because that's a little bit different, as you said, yeah. than, uh, than a general industry inspection. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Well, anything else for the good of the order today? Not today. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Remember, we are lawyers. But we're not your lawyers, at least not while we're on this podcast. We'll be back in touch with our next episode talking about inspection of a construction site OSHA inspection. Until then... Be safe.